Good morning and uh, welcome back to our Monday morning talks. Uh, we're here to continue kind of talking about our blessing series. Blessed is the name of the series. And um, this week, Mark preached on blessed are the meek and the promises they will inherit the earth. Yes. So um, it's a great sermon. I was going to kind of just uh, start with, you know, at the beginning, you kind of helped unpack blessing a little bit more and even kind of give us an overview of, of the Beatitudes some, but you'd, you'd use this quote from Tozer. You said for you who like, um, you, for you feel like a nobody, these are for you. And for you who have it all together, they're not for you. And I, that quote for a little while, I, I was just thinking about how, um, even in the church, like our church culture tends to become this, like, um, I don't know this. Well, Sunday morning, we like to project yeah, having it all together. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and especially on Sunday morning, which some of that's just kind of natural because you have a larger crowd and all that. Um, and we, we need to be authentic. And uh, I think that happens well in small groups, even somewhat in Sunday schools as well. Uh, but I, when I heard you talk about that, I think of John Wesley, and he worked pretty much in England with all the with the underclass, the lower class. But as he worked with them, they started applying Christian principles and Christian values to their lives, and they started going up the the socioeconomic ladder and they started becoming more successful in life. And uh, it's almost as if that Christian value that leads to success then starts to undermine Christianity. We become too upper class. And, yeah. and uh, how do we get back to reaching the ones that Jesus reached? And, uh, you know, that's kind of a challenge for the American church today. Yeah. It just got me thinking about like, Man, um, so do we, you know, it it seems like then you brought up authenticity, but like our authenticity and our transparency would somewhat be attached to his favor then, you know, and to, yeah. And, and, and so with that, I'm just like, man, is there, are there cases where we pretend our way out of blessing? (laughs) Well, yeah. You know, like, cause we're all broken. Right. And and so, but but rather than being broken, yeah, and and receiving more of Him, I pretend not to be, yeah, and maybe makes, just miss out on it, you know, yeah. just miss out on more of Him yeah. because of that. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. I uh, I remember Ben Merrill, the old time preacher. In fact, he's had some connections with this church. In fact, this is. This, this might is, be his, this home is his home church. Yeah, yeah. I guess his home church. Yeah. Anyway, I remember years ago he said uh, one of the keys to effectiveness in ministry and in preaching is give people hope. Mm-hmm. And that's in the Beatitudes. I hear Jesus, blessed are you who mourn, you're going to be comforted. Blessed are you who are meek, you're going to inherit the earth. And he just gives them that sense of hope. And uh, I think that's one thing we can do as a church uh, we, you and I can be authentic and broken. We're very broken people. Yeah. And yet Jesus gives us hope. Yeah. And that's true for everybody. 
I mean, a great example of that is like just yesterday was kind of a fun day. I mean, it's Father's Day. Yeah. We had gifts for dads. And I felt like, man, um, we kind of started the service off with some lightheartedness. But I mean, like what's more... What's more authentically broken than a good dad joke? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> like, there, you know, it, it's, it's the, and, and I felt like you kind of started even with your sermon there then. And yeah. you told a couple of really good, really, really good, really good, but terrible yeah. jokes. <laughs> well, do you have any? I do that? actually. I, could, okay. I, I battled Brian on dad jokes like hedgehogs. You know, why can't they just share the hedge? Mine were better. Than that. <laughs> um, what do you call? And I'm this one I like because I'm like almost getting to this point. But what do you call a boy who brings your daughter home late? An ambulance. Uh, that's pretty good. I like um, that one. <laughs> but you know, like I, I think too. Like there's something. I think there is something hopeful about the art of just going. Hey, um, I don't know. And maybe, maybe that humor helps us well, in some ways of just going, Hey, I'm, the I'm church, there's nothing we need to laugh. Yeah. I mean, and it's hopeful it, when it we gives do you hope there's, you know, joy is more than laughter, but you know, I think that's a part of it too. And going right along that with giving them hope, I read, uh, somewhere that there's 3,573 promises in the Bible, 3,573. And I thought we could do a series of sermons on the promises in the Bible, but it would, if we did one a week, it would take us almost 69 years to do it. And <laughs> you'd probably be dead by then. So. Oh, well, <laughs> one of us for sure. <laughs> one of us for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. yeah. 69 years. I may, maybe I want to be. I don't know at that yeah, point. Yeah, probably. One of the things you so you gave us then three elements of meekness. Yeah, you know, this is to kind of help us understand what meekness is and mm-hmm. and what it's not. And yeah. as you were going through those elements, you know, you you started with <laughs> humility, but then you know, I started hearing things like. Kindness, gentleness, gentleness, self-control. And as you're doing it, it just struck me. I'm going, oh, man, like he is naming a bunch of the fruits of the spirit. Right yeah, now. that sounds. Yep. It just kind of it just kind of stood out to me. And I, I just started thinking and I thought, man, it, it might be cool for us just to. To maybe consider that idea of like, man, is so is meekness and is there a connection between the Holy spirit and God's blessing then. Yeah. You know, like that was not in my mind at all when I, you know, wrote this sermon, but then when you brought it up, Oh yeah, that does make sense. And it does make sense. I mean, Holy spirit is Jesus living in us, God living in us. And so sure. Certainly is a link between blessing and the spirit. Well, and it's like you and I have talked about that. Um, you know, I don't, and I don't, I can't remember if that was last week. So last week we sat down to do Monday morning talks and yeah. we had technical difficulties and it just yeah. didn't work out. But, and it was our best podcast ever. Oh, and it didn't record. So, yeah. Oh, well. Anyways, <laughs> we, you know, we kind of unpacked that like 
it, even when, as you read the whole of scripture, there does seem to be a difference between blessing in the old Testament yeah, and blessing in the new <laughs> Testament. And yeah. so like, it makes sense that as Jesus is speaking blessing over people, he knows the Holy Spirit's coming mm. yeah. to dwell in us. Like, true. and so that's true. I, when I do think about, you know, we said in the Old Testament, blessing tends to be communicated as these things, you know, wealth and and other things material. because because it was yeah. more of a sign of his of God's favor. Yeah. But in the New Testament, Jesus. Jesus begins to sort of bring about this spiritual blessing. Yeah. And so spirit, you think about being blessed spiritually and with God, like what better sign of blessing than the indwelling of his presence with you all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I actually did a concordance study, a brief concordance study on blessing, comparing the old Testament, to the new Testament. That's exactly old Testament is much more material oriented and God does bless us materially. But I think today we almost think more old Testament when it comes to blessing than new Testament with the Holy spirit and poor in spirit morning and, and meek and stuff like that. Yeah. So there was another thing as I was getting ready for this. um, There's a comparison almost in, in Matthew five, we have these blessings but if you go to Matthew 23, Jesus pronounces woes on certain people, you know, almost a curse. And so you have the blessings here and you have the curses in Matthew 25. Matthew 25 is like, woe to you, teachers of the law, you Pharisees, you hypocrites. He calls them blind guides, blind fools. Uh, too. Yeah, they clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but the inside they're full of greed and self-indulgence. You snakes, brood of vipers. I mean... Tell us what you really think, Jesus. I mean, yeah. pretty blunt type of stuff. So, uh, and that's a long section of Matthew 23. So you got, and it's almost like the blessings in Matthew 5 are on the wrong people in our culture. And the woes in Matthew 23 are on the right people, the rich, those who are in control. And he pronounces woes on them. Again, this topsy-turvy, upside-down nature of the of the kingdom. So, uh Anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. And there's serious yeah. danger there. I mean, because also those woes are like, let's just be honest, like they're for the church leaders. Yes. And so, you know, <clears throat> it kind of goes back to what you were saying. Like, I think what I love about this series for us is just kind of taking the, the time to take a step back and go, man, in the in the journey of my discipleship in the journey of my relationship with God, have I made it things it's not and forgotten what it's really about? And do I need to take a step back and reconnect with what it's really about or, or I'm in danger of a woe, (laughs) I know, (laughs) you know, woe to me if I don't, I left this out yesterday and I had it in originally, but I took it out. Uh, partially because of time, but um, when Jesus says, do not be like them mm-hmm. in the Sermon on the Mount, and he says it a few times, he's talking about don't be like them as far as worldly people, but he's also talking don't be like them, the religious leaders. Yeah. Now, I just didn't want to get into that because I'd have to pick on you or myself. You know? 
Yeah. <laughs> but really, it's almost the genius of the Bible that it now is a warning to us 2,000 years later yeah. because of what Jesus said to those religious leaders. And it, it's very sobering to hear what he said to them. Yeah. So. Well, I, I appreciated the way you sort of used the Bible as a commentary yesterday with Philippians chapter yeah. two, one of my favorite passages in scripture yeah. when it just talks about being, having the same mind as Christ, Yeah, you know, deferring to others, putting others interests before our own. Like yeah. it, it really was like probably the best commentary on meekness yeah, that I exists. So. I think so. Um, and, and just trying to be like Jesus toward other people. There's that's Jesus was, was meek. And, and with that, I felt like then you were able to, you were able to bring it to a really hopeful conclusion then about inheriting the earth. And, you know, I love how you ended it with, and then he, you know, Jesus, therefore God exalted him, exalted him yeah. to the highest place and yeah. every knee shall bow and every tongue confess, you know? And yeah. so, you know, it's just, it, I loved that full circle thought. And with that, you kind of alluded to, we think about these, these promises attached to the blessing as future things, right? And so inheriting the earth, maybe we think about that being a future thing, but there's a present it's sense to it as some well. truth now. Yeah. And you, you said, you kind of alluded to this. I wrote it down this way. I don't know if it's exactly how you said it, but that basically the church is a bigger threat to the culture or maybe a bigger influence for change when we don't have power. Yeah. But, at, but yeah. you look at our culture right now and kind of the way, unfortunately, we, our gut reaction, even in the church, seems to be um, so politically influenced yeah. that it's like yeah. we need, we, we're, we're wanting more power and maybe we're wanting the wrong things there. Wait, I mentioned yesterday that the history of the early church, when they had no power, they were a threat to the Roman government. That's why they were, they were persecuted. But when the Roman government made them the official religion, you know, in the fourth century or so, that's when the church's decline began. And uh, so I hint, and I don't, I don't want this, but it may be that our losing influence and losing power in our culture may not be the worst thing. If we get back to doing the things the way Jesus wanted us to do, being meek, you know, being faithful witnesses and things like that. Yeah. So there's one other thing, and I, this wasn't original with me, but the idea of power and humility, you just don't usually go together. Someone has a lot of power. They're usually not humble and yeah. vice versa. And uh, like I said, that wasn't original with me, but that really struck a chord that as we, and we have more wealth, you know, for the most part as yeah, you know, as our ancestors did, and just harder to be humble. Mm -hmm. And we talked all the time about your own dignity and standing up for yourself and your rights and all that. That's the opposite of humility. So, uh, yeah, it seems because it, because it does <clears throat> seem like with more power, 
comes maybe for us anyway, more self-sufficiency. Yeah. More definitely. And we attribute maybe it to our own hard work, our own. And look what I've done. And then we've left God completely out of it. And I think there is this tie and I want to, at some point, maybe even this next week, you know, this next week we're going to be, um, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And I, I think with that whole idea, when I look at the old Testament, um, one place that I see blessing spoken of and used is in the Psalms. Oh yeah. And it's actually flip-flopped and it actually says, bless God. Oh yeah. Like are, that are, are to bless God. like that our praise <clears throat> and, and the way we live blesses him. And so it's just like, Oh, we can return yeah. some of the blessing. Yeah. That's, you know, it, it's just like, that's an amazing concept to me. Yeah. That we can bless God. It's, a, it's incredible to think that I can in any way, yeah. you know, bless him. Yeah. That's... But, but yeah, if, 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 if that's not my mindset, you know, if I'm self-sufficient and I'm all, I'm able to provide for myself and what, why, why do I need God and why would I bless him? <laughs> that's true. Well, that is a concept that's always kind of astounded me. Uh, blessing him. Uh, you had a great scripture that you were, you brought up a little bit ago that I think kind of really summed up the hopefulness that you ended with. Uh, second it, Corinthians. No, was it Psalm 37? Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah. This, I wanted to use this again yesterday too, but I ended it with the Philippians passage and said, I thought that fit better, but this really fits the meek Psalm 37, seven through 11. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. A little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. A lot of hope there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great place to end. Okay. So, Sounds good. Okay. Well, we hope you have a great week and uh, we're looking forward to continuing this series. So we'll see you.